Vision Sky. And this is Jasmine. And we are your hosts of the Get Into This podcast. So Get Into This is all about having that special kind of flair in business, entrepreneurship, beauty, fashion, and people like yourselves. So get into this as we dive in. Hey guys! Hey! Welcome to episode 8. Yes, we're on episode 8 of season 2 and we have a very special guest today. So why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Hello everyone, I am Kiara Armini. I'm a poet, spoken word artist, and filmmaker from Brooklyn, New York. Ooh. <laughs> and what else? Sorry. Oh, just, this is just yeah, my turn to talk yeah, about myself. 80-20. Well, oh, <laughs> uh, yes. Currently, I'm an MFA candidate at Fierstein Graduate School of Cinema, Brooklyn wow. College. Whoop, whoop. Um, I'm pursuing post-production editing, but I'm also a filmmaker in all forms of filmmaking. I write. I direct. I'm currently in pre-production for my short film called The Nail Salon. And I wrote it and I will be directing it. We are looking to go into production next month. But we need money. <laughs> yeah. So the film is called The Nail Salon. It is inspired by true events about one young black woman's internal struggle to do what's right, to, you know, do the right thing after a racist incident occurs at the nail salon in her community, at the Asian-owned nail salon. And this is inspired by a true altercation that went down in Brooklyn about two years ago. However, I do not really show the in- the incident I don't recreate the incident. My main character just represents someone in the community who is still affected, even though they were not there when it happened. Mm -hmm. You know, so we have the viral video and we have the protest and her decision to join the boycott or to just keep doing what she's been doing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. (laughs) And you've um, recently partnered with a an event, right, or organization to showcase this film was it like a I, I remember vision sent it to me it was like this like event oh or maybe i'm getting the upcoming confused. event do you think or maybe the upcoming event maybe I'm i think th- that was independent um, there was like a have... male event oh we didn't collab with them oh, no we okay. just went and it was it was fun to go <laughs> oh, yeah cut that cut that oh, well. <laughs> No, but, but you have a, a new event. Yeah, she has her own event. Yes, on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So in less than three weeks, on March 27th at Cherry Tree Bar, we are having a panel event with Black owners of nail salons in Brooklyn. About nice. three to five owners will be on the panel. The event is called Black Owned Nails, and nice. it is live on Eventbrite right now. So if you go to Eventbrite, type in Black Owned Nails, you'll find it. Mm-hmm. Also on the film's official Instagram page. At Nail Salon Film on Instagram. So, yeah, it's going to be a great night, a panel event discussing, like, the professional journeys of the individual owners of these nail salons, but also the importance of supporting Black-owned businesses and owning Black-owned businesses, being Black and owning businesses in our own communities. And we have, like, goodie bags. We're working on some, you know, partnerships, some sponsorships with some Black-owned nail brands. So stay tuned. You'll see what goodies you can get. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's awesome because I actually 
I'm the type where I, I do get my nails done like a lot, but I usually go to like Asian spots and right. kind of been hopping around. But I was just telling a friend earlier today, like I want to like go to a nail salon that's like black owned. Mm-hmm. So this will get give them yes, exposure. Yes, exactly. Well. And then also, I'm sure the conversation will be open to like all the other shops that may not be represented, like people yeah. who couldn't make it or people we don't even know about, especially like Central Brooklyn, like. Crown Heights, Bed-Stuy, like there's a ton of black owned spots, like walking distance of each other that you probably wouldn't really know. So yeah, that's the whole plan with the event and the plan with the film itself. Right. And I, I'm based in um, Washington Heights, so I'm like on the other side. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, uptown baby. Yeah, but um, it's still kind of hard, even though being like around Harlem area is still kind of hard to find like those certain you know, black owned like businesses, mm-hmm. unfortunately. There are a couple. But, I think there's like two or three on Lennox. Yeah, there's like the, um, I think it's like Fucal. Fucal. I don't know if I'm pronouncing I think, it right. I sorry. think Bed of Nails is up there. Is Bed of Nails up there? I can't. They got a lot. There's a few though. Yeah, that, yeah there's <laughs> nice there handful. Is, yeah, I just haven't really like gone. Yeah, you, you should just like take the time to pop out, pop your head in and see like, oh. What's your mm-hmm. price is looking like? You know, um, Tiana Taylor's spot, Junie right. B Nails is up in Harlem. Huh. Yeah, they have a they have a website. Yeah, Junie B Nails. We'll touch base. Yes, <laughs> I'll send you the link. Yes, oh and we'll share it on our stories. That'll yeah, awesome. of course. So I could probably even just make like a whole graphic, like post my event of the nail salons that were featured and the owners and their contact. Okay. So even for those who can't make it, so you could still learn about these people because it's very important. Yes. And when is the event? March 27th. Friday, March 27th at Cherry Tree Bar in Brooklyn. It's not far from the Barclays Center. And we're there from 6 to 10 p.m. Okay. Mark your calendars. That's a good time frame. Right. Perfect. Exactly. (laughs) Right after work. Right after work, but right before the club. Right. Yes. (laughs) And going back to like the, you know, that incident that kind of sparked this whole um, movement and event. Mm-hmm. Um, it made me think about, I don't remember her name, but it was, um, she was about 20 or 21 years old. She owned this like black hair salon, mm-hmm. um, back down south and she was like killed. Oh, yeah. my. I think there was a story. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't quite, I didn't read up on it, but mm-hmm. I remember seeing it on Instagram like maybe last year, mm-hmm. uh, just like a few months back. And like she had been killed. Like they just went in and just kind of like shot her and like a bunch of people and stuff. Oh, it was yeah. like, and, and she owned the nail salon at like 20, 21 years old. Damn. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. The hair salon. I saw that on Tumblr. I do remember that. I forget yeah. her name though, but yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> It's just like stuff like this. Like, I definitely think that, you know, Nails on Film would be just a great event overall, a great film for people to just like kind of see like this is happening and mm-hmm. we need to do something. And attach like, something to it, you yes. know, not just to have the big words, but the real life experience. Like my character in the film is going through something that you can't even put words to. It's just like internally, like, do I join this movement or? Yes. So, mm-hmm. And you have like, so you said that you're in post-production. Yes. Learning post-production editing. Mm-hmm. Um, what what does that kind of like entail? So I know a little bit because my roommate, my co- college roommate, she like studied that stuff. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't really know. Mm-hmm. So the term post-production is everything after you finish rap production. But my program is primarily editing, primarily picture editing. Okay. So it's just like cutting the story together. Okay. And I am taking classes in sound. 
um, sound mixing, color grading, and visual effects. But for the most part, I'm mostly required to edit. Mm-hmm. And I could do some of that other stuff, too. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's like you're, what's it called? Um, multifaceted. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Yes, definitely. So, you know, like, the behind the scenes of that, mm-hmm. of, like, film and like editing and producing mm-hmm. that's cool my dad and brother actually do the same thing too oh wow yeah but just in different ways like my um my brother does like complex so it's like media oh yes yeah and he kind of like that, like quick turnaround stuff and like yes. kind of broadcast journalism kind of thing yes yes and um my dad works on that too like for his own company like production company oh yeah shout out to pops yes <laughs> yeah so i like I've been around people that worked in film mm-hmm. um, and production, so but I just never like really understood what's going like, on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so cool. how does that um, translate into like your, I guess your visions, like what you? I mean, like nails on film and yeah, like, maybe a few other projects you have in mind. Like how do you go about executing? Like what's like your process? Well, for me, collaboration is key. And I, even though it's nice to like go the Issa Rae route of like, yeah. I wrote this, I directed it, I produced it, I starred in it, I edited it, Still I waiting shot on it. I, you know, I mean, it's, it's coming, you know, but, um, I'm big on like taking my role and like making that very important. Like the writing process, like I was, I have so many drafts. If you look at my computer, it's like nail salon, April, nail salon, May, nail salon, June, June 16th, June 15th, June 14th. Like I just worked on that part and I'm very interested in becoming a better director that I'm like, I'm not going to edit it. But also being in an editing program, I see nine other editors every day. So one of my close friends and classmates, Chelsea Hicks, shout out to Chelsea. <laughs> she's going to edit the film for me. But I definitely have a vision in mind and it'll be collaborative in a sense where she's obviously going to keep sending me cuts or I'll be able to sit with her while she's editing and just like talk it out, you Mm -hmm. know, but I'm not going to edit myself. (laughs) Too much work. Yeah. And how long does that usually take? The editing process? So I'm actually kind of grappling with that myself. When it's a quick turnaround and someone wants like a video of their performance last night or a music video i give myself an hour per minute so it's a five minute video it's gonna take me like five hours and then you add like an extra one or two hours because you probably had to sync audio or you had to do like color correction and visual effects as well so if you literally had a music video your song is five minutes and zero seconds it'll probably take me seven hours from start to finish to complete the video wow so yeah you you give yourself like an hour per minute and then add a little more on the top because there's like sound mixing you got to do and then you're probably going to go back and tweak some things yeah you should definitely give yourself a couple days as well because like the next day you look back at your edit and you realize what the hell did i do who who edited this and yeah you just play around with it it's almost like having a blank canvas and just like finger paint in front of you you just do it you just Lock yourself in a dark room. <laughs> oh my gosh! And- <laughs> yeah, and we don't we don't edit our episodes. We usually like to have it like raw, raw yeah. yeah, and uncut, oh. unfiltered. So if she says something like like, like a cuss word or something, <laughs> like, oh <my> <laughs> or I say something crazy, like it's in, it's in the podcast. Or if mm-hmm. I knock on the table, like you're gonna hear it. We just okay. like to to just show people like 
that but like a I, real I, conversation real yes but well if you're interested in having those edited i know how to do that too <laughs> yeah i was gonna get there i was gonna say like it probably would take a long time because our episodes are usually 40 to an hour well mm-hmm. it would it would take a long time i think starting out and yeah. you're you guys are season two episode episode eight of season two right, right yes. now so it'll be very simple because you already got your formula. So as you play it through, you know you're definitely going to keep, hi, welcome back to Get Into This Pod. This is our guest and your guest's introduction. And then you're going to like, okay, this is the part where we were talking about like stinky feet. Maybe I don't need that. Delete. Like you're just cutting. <laughs> yeah. You're like, okay, she stumbled over her words here. Like maybe we just cut right to the point, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe we cut out that part where vision laughed really loud because it peaks out and we don't need it and you know and then you'll just you'll know that you have guest introduction the reason why they're on the show funny backstory or backstory period closing remarks boom boom and you and that's why i asked is this 15 minutes or whatever so if your mark is 30 minutes you know that you're just going to get it down to 30 minutes yeah and then also adobe audition and maybe audacity as well has little sound effects so if you want to be like cute and quirky when someone (laughs) says the f word you could throw a car crash in there like you know sometimes we we hear a little like applause right like a bell like every time so yeah Look, we're gonna throw I in. I got this. you. I got <laughs> you. Car crash. Oh my god. <laughs> so speaking of Adobe, you just mentioned that. Like, what are some of your like, resources? I guess like you use Adobe yes. Premiere Pro, probably. Yes, I do have the um, Adobe Suite on my laptop at home, and at school we edit film on avid media composer which is like the industry standard especially for bigger projects it's easier to sync audio it's easier to organize your project and it's easier to collaborate where i could just pass a project off to your hard drive and you just open and go in and you could like open my project and create your own bin and a bin is like a different kind of folder yeah it's yeah avid is media composer is a little complicated right but for quick turnaround projects like for my internship i just cut up these audio bits which is why i know so much um <laughs> these audio bits for their instagram page i do that in premiere because it's so simple uh-huh. simple is is probably not the best word no. but it's very straightforward <laughs> and very intuitive you could learn premiere in like two days like yeah. you know and then once you get your keyboard shortcuts going you got a nice flow going yeah so for my own quick turnaround projects or side hustles or like little like i said little videos event coverage performances where i just got to sync audio cut out the bad parts and add a title on there and add some background music premiere yeah i use that once for one of our videos we usually have like we usually upload like these like igtv videos but right. one one time i used uh, my dad's um, premiere <laughs> and i just did not know what to do it took me like two hours and the video was only like a minute long two minutes <laughs> so like, yeah that's something that could have taken you an hour just to edit yeah it once was, you get a hang of it i was just it. like what's happening I, it took me forever but um yeah so that's good to know though for maybe students who don't have access to avid yeah and then know. there's youtube there's youtube mm-hmm. yep. and there's also a source called linda um oh, yes. and you can log in with your library card so if you have a new york public library card it comes with a pin number on it and when you get your card excuse me when you get your card, you create like a PIN number. So like you could log what? on. Like, yeah. So go to the library right now. I got my library card. I was right using now. my dad's LinkedIn account because he has like. He oh, has- yeah. Linda is partnered with LinkedIn. Yeah. So you yeah. can do that as well. But, but I'm pretty sure it's, yeah, it's free with the New York Public Library login. Huh? And I wanted 
um, New York Public Library card. Get that. Get, one get that right now. Get you a Brooklyn one too. Wait, you don't live in Brooklyn. Sorry. <laughs> but but I I was looking at Brooklyn last week because um, I believe that's the only library that has like Adobe, like the oh, software. Really? Yeah. Like the ones mm. up here, the one at Bryant Park doesn't have stuff like that. Oh. Or at least I haven't checked. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, yes. Look at that. Like, Use your free resources. Go to the library, please. Yeah. And it's it's crazy because, like, you know, I had some resources when I was in school, too, like college. Like, um, I went to an art school mm-hmm. and we had, like, you know, access to, like, just certain certain <clears throat> magazines, certain subscriptions, certain, you oh, know, cool. things that we could, like, look up. And now that I'm not at school, I don't have it. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, really hard. I'm just like, I don't want to pay for this because. Everything costs money. I know. Yeah. But it's good to know, like, there's libraries out there Mm -hmm. that has these programs and all that stuff, too. Yeah. But also, if your student email is still live, you can still take advantage of student discounts, even though you don't go there. I don't remember my password. Oh, girl. (laughs) Well, when you figure it out. I (laughs) use these resources out here. I used my student ID for the longest time. Like, I would just be like, I'm a student. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yes. Yeah. Go to that museum. I got some of my old IDs. If you want to use one, you got to look like me, you know? We're just black. (laughs) I feel like. We don't look that similar. Maybe if you got some lock extensions, you might look like me. That's just racism. But (laughs) anyway. How do you feel about resources? Like, where do you usually, like, go what do you mean i guess like like to i don't know just like do things for (laughs) instance like if if there's somewhere that's like a co-working space but you don't gotta be a member you could go sit in a lobby and use your laptop or you know the school library because cuny you can use any cuny id card and get into like any cuny school just for like yeah so if you happen to go to city college but you live next to brooklyn college you could just pop out to brooklyn college and use their lab it closes after a while like i think like at 8 p.m or something like that but yeah but i didn't know that i've only ever used my c tech id for like going into c tech so like i could still like you could pop out to york you could go to queens you go to mega all the cuny just flash that id yeah, that's crazy. And then also, if the security not really on top of things, like they not really clocking people, checking right. their IDs after hours, you could just stick around. <laughs> yeah. And I, I am last year I took. What was the last year? I think it was the year before last. Anyways, um, I took a class at FIT. Uh, it's like around here. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were just like, oh, like you can like use this to access any of the buildings. And I'm just like, I only have one, I only have one class there. But Girl, I was just like, take let me take advantage. advantage. Yes. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to do it. The class was only a few weeks long. But mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I, you would think that I was a student there. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, but speaking cool. of resources, another one for me as a filmmaker and all of you media makers, um, Brick, you know, in Brooklyn. Oh, I mean, yeah. you're not a Brooklyn resident. But for Brooklyn residents, they do have some free classes. They do have classes that cost probably like $30, $40. They have, and then it changes per season, but it's all about media. So Brick was once BCAT, which is Brooklyn's public access channel, kind of like a PBS or something, but local to Brooklyn. And after a while of getting your certification, getting your trainings and taking certain classes, you have the opportunity to produce your own show Uh on Brick's public access channel if you have cable you have bricks channel um and then that grants you access to their equipment to their studios much like this one to film to edit to create your own work under like bricks programming 
So ah. use your resources. <laughs> I I thought I, I think I saw it on Google or something, but I never knew what it was. Oh yeah. yeah, look, and then they have cool events too. They have performances. They have like the Urban Bush Women, like the dance performances. They have film screenings. Haven't they had like poetry events? Yeah, they yeah. do have like a poetry slam mm-hmm. pretty regularly. Can you record podcasts there too? I'm, I'm pretty sure. Certain. Yeah, I yeah, do think there's a podcast studio. studio. They have yeah. a few studios. Mm-hmm. I think that's where I came across it because when we were first, oh yeah, we yeah. did Google right. We were like Trying googling to locations out where yeah. to record. Mm-hmm. Brick was kind of on that list but i don't remember what complications we had in our head but we came to gotham podcast studios <laughs> I, I i love it because it's like centrally located like we can both get there get here at the same amount of time we used to well they moved locations i know but now it's i feel like it's better i gotta take two trains to get here <laughs> yeah i mean well it took gotham podcast studio located on 38th street midtown manhattan <laughs> This is the part where they press their button right. and the jingle comes on. Yes. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. So we talked about resources. Mm-hmm. Like what other things, like projects or maybe visions that yeah. you feel comfortable sharing? What you got in the works? Yeah. Oh, what's popping <laughs> off? Well, I'll tell you one thing that I just wrapped up. Uh-huh. Um, 28 Shades of Black Magic, oh. a photo project featuring a different young black <laughs> artist and entrepreneur for every day of Black History Month. This is this year, 2020, is my third year doing the project. Wow. Yeah, woo, shout out to me. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I did it in 2018 in collaboration with a photographer named Laquan Dawson. And um, but I took some of the photos as well. Last year, I collaborated with Shantae Carlin, Shaz, the photog on Instagram and everywhere. And she took all the photos and edited all the photos. And she did that again this year. But we also brought on board my friend Raven, Raven Nicole, to be our assistant photographer. And we were able to do 29 this year because the project is 28 shades, but it was a leap year. So luckily, because I was barely keeping track and so many people canceled on me, this year was the first time that we decided to bang it out in one day. Like booked the studio for five hours, told everybody come through, had the schedule with like 30 names on it and they time slots. And we did it. Wow. Yeah. So just last week was our um, culminating event, our showcase of the photos and mixer for like all of the features and guests and people interested in the project to come through. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. We'll share on Instagram. Yeah, I'm about to <laughs> post some photos up as well. So you could check it out. It's 28 Shades of Black Magic on Instagram. And feel free to DM us if you want to be featured next year. Like we could feature y'all. It could yes. be a double feature. So yeah. I love stuff like that. Yes. Oh my gosh. That'd be awesome. Um, so okay, 28 Shades of Black Magic. Magic. You got a little lipstick on your teeth. Oh, thank you. That always happens. Uh, this one is a little bit right more. It's just audio. Okay. I mean, <laughs> I know, but it's bothering me. I don't oh want to be gosh. rude. And she going to go outside with the no, lipstick on her teeth. after. <laughs> okay. This is about that counts. Right. I got you. <laughs> anyway, back to 28 Shades of Black Magic and any other projects you may have. Mm-hmm. You're going to ask. I actually lost my train of thought. (laughs) Um, I don't, well, anything else, I'm really prioritizing the nail salon. So Mm -hmm. this event, raising money, our goal is $10,000. And yes, (laughs) $10,000. And right now we're at about $1,500. So we need, um, like, $1,500 
8,500 yeah. more. Okay. <laughs> and um, so, yes, this upcoming event is indeed a fundraiser. All of the money raised, every dollar passed from guests on to me, <laughs> will go towards the film. And we'll also just heavily promote our GoFundMe page. It's mm-hmm. Nail Salon Film on GoFundMe. So it'll be GoFundMe.com slash Nail Salon Film, or you could just go to go, GoFundMe and put it in the search box. Right. And GoFundMe is ongoing. They don't take, well, they do take a percentage, but it's not all or nothing. Like you get whatever you raise. So someone could drop $5 in there and I will get the $5, you know, but the goal is of course to get the 10,000. Yeah. So yeah. So that's, that's pretty much the priority. And I'm heavily focused on school. I'm editing a film for another student this semester. It's a requirement as an editor. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so just going to try and finish out this semester strong. It's a three-year program. This is my second year. So I will be graduating next spring. Woo! Yay! <laughs> and yeah, Nail Salon Film. Just want to bang it out, get it completed by the summer, and submit to a bunch of film festivals. All yes. Of them. Yeah, let's submit to all of the film festivals. But also, we need money because right. those Before have submission fees. So we need to raise our $10,000. GoFundMe.com slash Nail Salon Film. Instagram.com slash Nail Salon film facebook.com slash nail salon film yes support. we'll definitely tag them don't worry guys yes nail salon film nail salon film nail salon film yes, yes. <laughs> that's awesome you seem like a busy woman just a busy bee yeah you know still not getting no money though so <laughs> how do you like prioritize like your priorities <laughs> okay well um i don't really have a well you you can control your life 100 percent. but i'm in a position where it feels like i don't really have a choice when it comes to school you know i'm i work on campus as well i'm a college assistant so i'm at school five days a week well required to be at school four days a week but usually a fifth day to actually edit and do homework mm-hmm. so yeah that's that's my priority i'm getting this mfa yes <laughs> and so that's number one. So I kind of work around that. I also have a notebook um, and I call it my manifestation notebook. And I wrote write down my to do list or my weekly to do's or I take yes. random notes when I have like professional meetings and stuff. It's just this notebook that I put everything in, everything important or something that I just want to like manifest. I write down like I will graduate in 2021. I will complete my short film in summer yeah. 2020. Things like that. Um, I'm also very much in my head too. Like sometimes those to do lists like stay up here, but yeah, like, yeah, I already know what I'm doing for the next week. Um, and yeah, film is number one. Mm-hmm. And my next, my short film is like in that number one bubble. Like <laughs> everything film related, school and personal projects is just right now my main priority. Right. We, we love journaling. Like we're, oh, yeah. we're very we spoke about that on um, the first episode of the new year, especially because we got these little planners slash journals nice. from Envision Fest, which we love to mention. <laughs> so I know, especially Jasmine, she like manifests going to Paris and she was able to go this year. Oh, Paui. <laughs> yes. And um, I'm trying to get more into it myself, of course. And, but I don't know what it is. Writing, I don't, I don't always have like a notebook in my hand. 
or a pen even so like i just keep those in my head kind of like you yeah honestly I, too. I don't even have my notebook <laughs> on me right now but certain things i just use my phone I, right i definitely use the reminders and my i use my calendar more than i've ever used it like in my life mm-hmm. like my calendar is packed and i use google calendar which is linked to my phone calendar right so yeah so yeah, yeah just jot it down <laughs> in your phone remind yourself to yeah. write it down later right I, I do that a lot. Like yesterday, um, we met up and I had my notes in my phone. And I usually do that most of the time. And I'm trying to get better with doing it physically, like right. writing it down, like on actual paper. Yes. Being more intentional about that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, because the physical ahead. writing does help my memory a bit more. I'm like, definitely. Because then you got to remember that you put it in your phone. And, uh, right. But you can like or search you put the, it. Yeah, search it. I, I don't know what to search for. <laughs> I have thousands of notes in my phone. Honestly, but being a prisoner to Apple products kind of helps mm-hmm. because I could pull up my notes while I'm on my laptop. Right, yeah. It's, like, it's all linked the, to like the iCloud. And apparently yeah. there's a cloud. I've never mm-hmm. accessed my iCloud, but there's yeah. there are things there. I do have a cloud. Somehow. Somehow. It's in the sky. It's It's a cloud. (laughs) No, I I pay that 99 cents a month, so I got the unlimited or the 100 gigs or whatever it is. Yeah, I need to invest in that. Mine's just always, your iCloud's full. Like, how? Full of what? Full of shit. That's what it's full of. (laughs) Anyway. Interesting. Okay, so you schedule out your days, your priorities, Mm -hmm. your journal. Hmm. What else? (laughs) I feel like she does it all. Are there any like non-professional related questions or do y'all do any like cute little games? Like maybe something that isn't about me is just like a working person. <laughs> um, We could get into like personal life if you That's want. It's just personal. Yeah. yeah. Usually we try and keep it professional just to showcase that. But oh, yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, do yeah, some fun gimmick and shit. Like, let's play the truth or dare something. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> we usually play this or that yeah, at the end. Yeah, we this or that. Everybody. Oh, are we not up to this or that yet? No. Um, okay. About 20 more minutes. <laughs> oh, cool. Um, but we usually do it at the end just so we can know, like, we're paying attention. So we'll be right. like, okay, editing or raw. Oh, and cool. Right. You know? Yeah. So oh, it shows you like, if we're paying attention to Oh, it. so you're brewing up your this or that in your brains right now. Yeah. I don't see you writing anything down, <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, but so, yeah, but, personal. Oh, but you you did say like past stuff, right? Like you probably want to yeah, ask questions. So yeah, if you have any questions about who I was before this year, or yeah. did I just start yeah, talking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it just, all started. <laughs> I was born in 1992. <laughs> hey, 93. We don't oh, have really? that kind of time. Yeah. No, You're only a year younger than me. I thought she was like 25. I don't know people's ages. I just turned turned 26. Okay. Oh, yeah. December 22nd. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. That's what I was throwing off. Yeah. She's younger than you. Yeah. I'm 27, but I feel old. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. um, Went to Brooklyn College. (laughs) I majored in film there, and that's what kicked off me being a filmmaker. Um, But I was interested in filmmaking before I pursued it. And... Um, I was, I had a radio show on campus. Um, something we didn't mention at all, but I did in the beginning. I'm a poet, spoken word artist. Um, I've been doing spoken word, like performing my poetry on stages, like memorized and practiced since 2011. So we coming oh. up on a decade as a spoken word poet, which is wild. <laughs> um, I've competed in a nice handful of national poetry slams. And as a film student, I learned a lot about 
poetry or who I am as a poet by studying film. Like you can learn about like art form from different art forms. That's why like if you were ever part of like a slam team or if you were in a theater program, they'll make you take a dance class. Like they'll make you do like a rap battle or like go to a hip hop show or something like that because you can learn a lot like. I learned a lot about like communicating with an audience and um, storytelling. You know, I look at a spoken word piece as like an essay and what you have is a thesis statement. And in slam, which I mostly that's how I mostly performed. You have a three minute limit. So now you have three minutes to present an idea to this room full of strangers and make them believe you, you know, so and that that's almost the same with um, a film premise, like what happens from beginning to end, the plot yeah. and like how you can sum up in one sentence what your main character goes through. So, yeah, just like being coming up as a poet and filmmaker around the same time. I took a little break from slam. I competed in a poetry slam in January, but that was like the first time in t- two, three years, two years, first time in two years. <laughs> But for the most part, obviously, I'm still a poet. I'm still an artist. I still create. Um, Two years ago, a friend of mine who's also a poet named Chanel Dupree and also a filmmaker hit me up to produce her, help produce, to shoot and edit her short film called Shoulders. And that is a story about one young woman who um, has an abusive relationship with her mother. But how she expresses that pain through her friendship with her best friend is literally just like two young black girls having fun and like talking about pain, but enjoying each other's company. It's it's a short little story about friendship. And that's streaming on Aurora TV on YouTube. And all those links are in my bio. So once you post me link in bio, you can see my shorts. You can see my website. All them tings. Um, but yeah, Shoulders is really a turning point in my filmmaking career because it was like the first time someone gave me the chance to like step up to the plate and create their project. You know, mm-hmm. she really believed in me. I don't even know why, but <laughs> she asked me to shoot it. I'm not even much of a cinematographer, but I've done some shooting myself and to edit it. And while I was editing this film in April of 2018, I was like, oh, yeah, this is what I want to do. Like, yeah, I, I want to be an editor. And it's interesting because I also shot it. But while shooting it, I didn't say, I want to be a cinematographer. Like, no, not for yeah. me. I, I'm definitely an editor. That's what made me apply to Fearson Graduate School of Cinema. Their applications are year round. So you could apply right now for the fall. You can apply in August for the fall. But that, you know, that's what I did. And and then you just don't have any time to prepare when you get accepted. Like, oh, shit, I guess I'm going to grad school now. But yeah, I finished my application in August, got accepted a week before classes started. And then I started grad school August 2018. Wow. Wait, and where did you go for undergrad? Brooklyn College. Oh, oh, Brooklyn College. But Fairstein is a part of Brooklyn College. So I'm I'm still a BC student, but this is where I got my BA from. Okay, cool. That's interesting. (laughs) Yeah. Um. Okay, I had a question because, like, you were talking about, like, poetry and how you can learn um, art from different art forms. Mm -hmm. Like, has any of your poetry ever turned or influenced your filmmaking? Like, have you ever turned your poetry into Into a film, like, directly? Actually, I do have a project coming up. I wouldn't say it's coming up. I haven't written it yet. And (laughs) it's something that is... Like, my main character is, like, some Moesha poetic justice vibes where she just has these um, intimate moments by herself, but you hear her reciting poetry and voiceover. And um, I got to write that script first, eventually. 
Um, but I feel like that's not the route I want to go to execute okay. it. Like I want the poetry to be represented through action and through her life experiences because that's where the poetry comes from. So instead of just saying like, um, I don't know, I feel very sad today. Like I want to show the sadness, you know, show not tell, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. So maybe I could do both, incorporate the poetry voiceover like it's 1995 or something. Yeah. But also just like tell this true an honest story but and it's like the way it exists in my head and in my little google drive it's just like my actual poems that i've written in the past just like copy and pasted into this synopsis Ah. (laughs) so yeah and it's like i don't even know what i want to call it i'm thinking like confessions or you know something corny but yeah this is and this will be the first project um yeah, the first film project that is directly influenced and in incorporating my poetry, actually, technically, because I also made a poetic short film. Um, and that's also on my website. It's this poem I wrote that's about gentrification. And mm-hmm. I made the short film in summer 2016. Okay. So, yeah, they work hand in hand. Sometimes something as directly as a script I'm writing on or something like film being able to showcase poetry in a way that isn't just written out or just like me on a stage with a microphone in front of me yeah you know adding visuals to poetry mm-hmm. but i'm sure it's like helped um like pitching probably or when you do go to pitch your films mm-hmm. to festivals like you'll you probably are i guess you're probably expressive in that way. You probably practice that, right? Well, in this day and age, um, I haven't necessarily gotten like face to face with people. Like that whole elevator pitch, it hasn't happened to me yet. I am okay. in an elevator with Ava DuVernay <laughs> yet, but I got my elevator pitch ready. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, I do think like having something that oddly is unique when it even shouldn't be, but having a poetic film does give you like some way to like stand out and just represent how art forms intertwine and that poetry is not just spoken word is not just stage and microphone and film itself isn't just beginning middle end like film can be poetic and lyrical on its own so so interesting (laughs) are you would you ever uh do like a fashion film oh my fashion film oh i mean i've I'll my, be the, the star. Yeah, it's come through. I mean, I think my first, a lot of people, so I'm not a film nerd. It's a little embarrassing, but I'm not a film nerd. I've not seen all those Scorsese films. I don't, I have not seen all the Hitchcock films. I don't, I have not seen all the Tarantino films. I like, I'm aware of certain directors, but it's hard for me to put a name to a face or a mm-hmm. name to a project. So I know a film. So you could be like Stanley Kubrick. And I'm like, Sounds familiar. Who's that? And then you're like, The Shining. And I'm like, oh, yeah, The oh, Shining. Oh, yeah, The Shining. Yeah. yeah. See, exactly. Um, so I'll be aware of like these kind of like pop culture things, but I'm not too knowledgeable. What made me want to pursue filmmaking is music videos. Like I like, I watch music videos in my leisure time. It reminds me of my childhood. Like as a family, when I was little, we used to watch 106 and Park every day. I used to watch music videos with my parents, you know? So I've always had this poetic and lyrical vision for filmmaking. When I was at Brooklyn College, I pursued documentary, but I never wanted to do traditional documentaries. I wanted documentary film to like be image upon image. And then you like create 
a story from that rather than just having someone sitting and talking and having the experts and having the archival photos, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I've always wanted to go a non-traditional route with filmmaking. So you said fashion film and I got so many ideas. And I'm thinking about like stuff that like Andy Warhol created back in the day where he just like filmed people and talked to them and just had them kind of, all these celebrities just kind of in front of a camera. Like people, I think someone made the joke or something like that that Andy Warhol did Instagram before Instagram. Like he had the Polaroid photos of everybody oh, yeah. and just like created these like stories and these art pieces around people just kind of like sitting in front of a camera. So yeah. yeah, and I've I've also been interested in the kind of thing that would be shown in museums and the whole like art world with filmmaking. So yeah. yes, so we could talk about that fashion yes. film. I know how to do visual effects now so I can make like dots bounce across the screen. Or like our <laughs> lovely logo. Yes, I can make your up. I can make your heads move like this. Yes, <laughs> that's awesome. And music videos are like short film too. Yeah, very much. Especially like if you think about the ones from the eighties, like Michael Jackson. Thriller. I was gonna really say that. Like if, if you ask me my favorite music like video, I'm like Thriller. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. And then there's also like um, the way you make me feel and remember mm-hmm. the time and yeah. That's awesome. Well, I think we could like do our this or that. I feel like we have enough. <laughs> LOL. Is that good? Um, hmm? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I, I don't know if you had a question for it up already. No. Okay. I never do anymore. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, take it to you next. Okay. You kind of already touched about this, but just for ex- further explanation, um, short film or documentary and why like like if you could choose between the two and i know what you're oh gonna say my. but just yeah oh well i mean <laughs> there could be a there could say. be a short documentary so i'm assuming short film you mean like short narrative right yes versus documentary film man i don't know i mean i guess if i'm just sitting in bed i'm like what am i gonna watch today i actually i didn't realize but netflix and hulu do have short films you just gotta yeah, find them yeah um documentaries are often a little dense and like like my watch list is filled like the aretha franklin the like oh, hillary clinton the yeah. um beatles documentary that i still haven't gotten around to uh-huh. um there's a website called short of the week so like short films are more accessible in that sense but they also have short docs of course uh, oh my god i have to choose I would say short film just from a filmmaker perspective. Like I would rather shoot and edit a short narrative film than shoot and edit a documentary, a full length documentary. Like documentary, a lot of the work is in the edit because you shoot all this stuff and it's real life and it's not, it wasn't scripted. So now you have to create a story out of the hundreds of hours of footage you just shot. Yeah. So maybe another time i'll go with short film <laughs> okay and i i feel like if you could fuse the two it could be a docu-series so oh, like yeah. each episode it's like a documentary but each episode is broken down yeah, yeah. And short definitely like um i i think this is a docu-series yeah it's a docu-series uh cheer on netflix it's about like oh um, yeah, yeah it's like cheerleading but like the college cheerleading or high yeah. school cheerleading well team. college yeah, yeah. it's college they were Navarro on LA. college oh yeah, yeah they, it's about one school one right. school navarro okay. college based in texas mm-hmm. um they're one of the biggest cheerleading uh schools in like the country wow um they have it's mostly white girls but there's also <laughs> there's, a, black there's kids. a few black yeah, yeah kid, few black kids couple black guys mm-hmm. and they just like each episode is like an hour long but it's a it's a docu series. Yeah, that's what they definitely. Call it. 
Mm-hmm. Because it shows their lives, but like broken down. Yeah, that's like TLC. Yes. My mom used to watch TLC all the time. So definitely my childhood was filled with a bunch of docuseries about like, we're having a baby or adoption series or like just got married and those yeah. kind of things. Yeah. The learning channel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I said I had to... Um, I like this one first because the other one wasn't really fleshed out. This is a question I normally ask, not necessarily this or that, that Jasmine really likes. And it's just kind of like, of anything in the world, mm-hmm. literally, not even just film or poetry, what would your next project be? After nail, nail salon film. <laughs> um. So is that with the understanding that time is unlimited and Time's money unlimited, is unlimited? Money is unlimited. And I'm like a superstar of resources. Y'all. Um, you know everybody. I, I honestly don't want to say it because I don't want nobody steal my idea. Right, don't want to jinx it. So I'm going <laughs> to say my second idea. Oh, my God. Uh, my first one is really close to my heart. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, I got to gotta mm-hmm. protect it. Yes. Um But yeah, I would make it an all-inclusive, like, co-working space that you don't got to pay for. Mm-hmm. Um, and it will... It would also be like, yo, it would be everything. I would need, like, 20 floors because we will have a dance studio. We will have... Probably two or three of each thing. Dance studio, yoga studio. Every studio you could think of. Uh, Podcast podcast studio, studio, right? Um, A film television Mm -hmm. studio, so where someone would do like a talk show, right? Um, A recording studio, a smaller booth for just like vocals, a huge recording studio for a full band and all the instruments, a performance space, a smaller intimate performance space, and a bigger performance (laughs) space. Like it would just be this giant artist hub of like every place like um do you remember rubber tracks converse rubber tracks Um, i think they closed but they used to like sponsor events they used to have concerts so it was this space it looked like somebody's living room but they also had like a little stage and they also had like several recording studios in there so it would be like rubber tracks also house of vans Mm -hmm. it's vans that has their van yeah Yeah. and like brick and like we work formed into one <laughs> mold of just like and then also like Ripley Greer Studios if you ever I was been just to Ripley Greer the dancing yeah you take like yeah. dance classes there but I they did, also yeah. like people rent them for like acting auditions because they have yeah. all different sizes and like theater auditions because there's like a piano in the room sometimes it'll be like that I would need more than 20 floors like I would <laughs> yeah so I would create one of those um just because it's one of those things of like it's what I would have wanted or it's something that I would want to be convenient for me, you know? Yeah. Um, and then it's also how I would imagine my house when I'm rich and famous. But like, I'm not going to open that to the public because people might rob me. But yeah, I'm like, so I'm going to have a dance studio, yoga studio, an artist studio that would be in there too, like for painting and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then like smaller versions for like people who want to do things on their own and bigger spaces for like classes. Like, yo, honestly... It would be perfect. Then host events that bring in revenue and also classes that bring in revenue. But yeah, that I, and now I would just call it Key Armani's house. Yes. <laughs> like but, a sitcom. Yeah. <laughs> a 90s sitcom. <laughs> Whatever happened to... Oh, okay. Have a theme song. Playing the yeah. elevator. <laughs> that reminded me of Atlanta. Would you ever like want to go there? Because they, oh. they're pretty big for TV and production. Yeah. Though. Tyler Perry Studios is down there. I, I hear. Wow. Honestly, I think I would definitely like to go to ATL because I hear it's the Black Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, I really want to move because I've lived in New York City my entire life, lived in the same house for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, this April marks 20 years my family moved into the house we live in now. Um, and it's all I know. And like I 
you know, I'm very sheltered. I haven't, I've never left the country. I don't know how to drive. I haven't traveled to many cities. So once I get that chance to get out, I'm getting out. Yes. No pun intended. But yeah. And then people, I know a nice handful of people personally who have moved to LA and I'm like, I don't know. I don't really visit. (laughs) Yeah. I want to visit, but um, Atlanta is a great city as well. And it's yeah. hot. I'm trying to hot Atlanta. Ew. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. And there's, um, there's. Uh, I'm going to put, put the plug in, but um, CultureCon, I don't know if you've heard of it. Mm, sounds familiar. So it's by the Creative Collective NYC. They're like this creative organization mm-hmm. collective that brings together black creatives. Yeah. Every month they have an event. Mm-hmm. Um, and they actually just wrapped one up. But um, their biggest event is CultureCon. And it's usually in New York. But this year they're expanding to Atlanta. So the Atlanta is going to be a big conference with like a bunch of like um, celebrities. They have oh, a- you know what? I think I do remember like seeing people who were there. Like I, I had a yes. few friends who posted on their Insta story. I'm like, what is this? And why didn't y'all tell me? Yes. But yes it, it I went that. last year. It was popping. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was in Brooklyn. Um, but yeah, this year they're expanding to Atlanta. It's going to be in May. So, oh, that's a little soon. Yeah, it's a little soon. <laughs> and I'm in I'm in grad school. I can't just. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. School, but. but it just reminded me because there's going to be so many like creatives and probably yeah. um, professionals in film. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Maybe they'll have something up here too. Like they'll they'll, they'll the have the New York, York one, one again yeah. in October. October. Oh yeah, so they're doing kind of like what Afropunk was doing and like yeah, yeah. just expanding. Now. Oh, yeah. Girlfest is expanding too. Yeah, last year was their first one in Atlanta. Oh, yeah, I think so they either just go to Atlanta <laughs> or like sometimes their first one would be like DC. <laughs> Yeah, like right. Across the street. Right. Now we got a Jersey one. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think Atlanta would be, I mean, at least a trip to Atlanta would be oh, cool yes. for you. That like would beneficial. Be yeah. That'd be awesome. So, any more this is or that is? Because you spoke about like docuseries. <laughs> mm-hmm. No. <laughs> so oh, this like, was so just... fun. <laughs> but when you said you had one that wasn't fleshed out yet. Right, exactly. Yeah. Still not. Wait, just say it. Just say it. I'll flush um, it out. You'll flush it out. Because I was thinking of like movies and I was thinking of like movie tropes mm-hmm. and just kind of like kind of get more on the side of what do you hate <laughs> like mm-hmm. with film. Oh. Um, but not not editing though. I'm thinking more on the surface value like oh, what yeah. the audience sees. So yeah, like I said, tropes. But like, I don't know. Like, I guess which one is your very least favorite of all tropes? Like, what do of you all... absolutely hate and hope to never do I... accidentally mm. do? So I, well, I don't have like a log of like tropes in my mind. Right. But so, do you mean like genre or anything a little more specific? Like, because I, I was like binging a bunch of videos on YouTube, and they're talking about like. Oh, the mean girl trope, the nice guy trope. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. So, that's blonde trope. And um, apply that to just film, not television. Yeah. Let's do okay. film. Yeah. Let's see. Um, I don't know. Like I said, I'm not, I'm not particularly a film nerd. Right. Um, so, and I also, I like cheesy, campy films. Like, my favorite movie is The Devil Wears Prada. Yeah. And like, <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. That's a good, good movie, movie though. Oh, it's, it's a, it's a staple. It's a class. It's a film that definitely holds up. Like, uh-huh. I will watch The Devil Wears Prada right now. You yes. know, the only thing is that she got a sidekick too in a movie, but just change it to an iPhone X and bam. Like, <laughs> yes. but yeah, no, iconic film. And, um, I, I like, I like musicals. I like, I love Rent. I love Dream Girls. 
Um, so a trope that I, and then I, I feel like I don't even hate tropes because it, it feels so cool when I'm able to predict it where I'm like, and he's going to fall right now because we needed the comic relief. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, so, um, I guess I hate anything that's like racist or sexist. Obviously. You know, I'm a little over the manic pixie dream girl. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with that term? Yeah. No. So the manic pixie dream girl is the dream girl of the film, the film where the protagonist is some dude, some nerdy dude. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. she like is a character who doesn't have substance. Like she's just the pretty girl. Like all she does is like be hot and like flips right. her hair. Okay. And for some she reason she so yeah, she just loves life. Uh-huh. And for some reason she has a thing for the main character even though mm-hmm. they like, boring. Yeah, even though they never really talk and there's no real reason for her to be interested in him except the fact that he's the main character mm-hmm. and she's just like I love this song. Let's go on an adventure. <laughs> yeah, the and night. then she like yeah, she takes him out and makes him like express himself or whatever. Like she's literally the stepping stool in the main character. Some dude, some dude's journey because mm-hmm. every the hero's journey. You know, every film uh, the main character is going okay. on that. And yeah, the manic pixie comes second. So, um, you ever seen Eight Mile? Yes, the love interest in that. She's literally nobody. <laughs> yeah, like she's like, and then also Eight Mile is loosely based on um, Eminem's life. That girl doesn't didn't exist in his life. Like really? the time, yeah. If you watch it, the timing is off because it's like set in ninety five, and he would have already signed with Dr. Dre by then. It's mm. loosely based on his life. Um, but yeah, Brittany Murphy is literally God rest her soul oh, yeah. is yes. literally just the hot girl who like has sex with him and tells him follow your dreams. I believe in you. You could do it. And then he like follows his dreams and he does it at the end. He wins the rap battle. Whoop de doo. But she like comes out of nowhere. And there's also something a little edgy about her. Mm-hmm. And, um, but there are a couple films that like challenge this. So it's like, um, 500 Days of Summer, another right. one of my campy faves. I babes. love that So like movie. Summer, some people call her the Manic Pixie, but I drink, she I think really she's more of a self-reflective yeah. Manic Pixie. Like Tom wants her to be to be the Manic Pixie in his story, but she's not. Exactly. She's the girl who doesn't want love and like I'm not going to be your girlfriend just because you told me to. Yeah. And like she's much more dense of a character and she's not perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, she is flawed. So and then there's another film um, – Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, where another self-reflective manic pixie. That's the one with Jim, Jim Carrey. Carrey. Yes. Kate Winslet. Yes. Kate Winslet is the girl who dyes her hair all the time. She's edgy. She's cool. She's like, fuck this, fuck that, fuck you. And Jim Carrey's this nerdy dude who thinks that she's going to be his like yeah. awakening or something. And she literally says, like, word for word, like, um, I'm just some fucked up girl trying to find my own peace of mind. Don't right. assign me yours. You know, like she literally says, like, I'm not going to be your manic pixie. <laughs> so, so yeah, the manic yes. pixie dream girl is dead. And I was very disappointed to see that trope in dope with mm. Zoe Kravitz character. I mean, yes. Zoe Kravitz is honestly a real life manic pixie, though. I'm oh, sorry. Well. I hate to say it, but. Oh she God. just, yeah, like no, her. she's like the oh. light skinned girl with the messy box braids who smokes weed and uh-huh. listens to like she's Fleetwood so cool. Mac. She's edgy. She's yeah, down she's cool. She's, she's different. She right. now. She's exotic. Uh, Ooh. She's chicks. Yeah. yeah she's, she's not like other girls. Right. So, yeah, so her being the real life trope and in a film that is like this new black shit, I thought it was weird that they used a, a, character trope from like the 80s like dope felt like a black version of ferris bueller's day off 
You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Which is cool to have because black kids in the 80s didn't have that. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it was a little cliche at points, especially with the Manic Pixies. So I'm tired of that, girl. Especially just how women are represented in film. I know that took me really long to explain. But I'm glad you explained it because I didn't didn't know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, not not into the Manic Pixies. Some of our listeners don't know either. So, yes, take it from a filmmaker. Yeah. And I've seen all of those movies too. So now oh, I'm good. Like, you can apply it. Yeah, I'm like, okay, she was that girl. <laughs> <laughs> right. Interesting. Yeah. I like dope. I watched it once thinking I would like it. And I watched it. Yeah. I, like it. I the when I watched it I, I didn't like it, mm-hmm. but I understood what made people like it so much. Because mm-hmm. like I said, like Black Ferris Bueller's Day Off. It right. checked off all the boxes of what makes like a good movie, especially of that genre. Right. Um but then there are some cool things it did where it's like, oh, this was cute. Like, oh, okay, all right. Yeah. And to flip the script, what about things that you love? Oh, that, that I love that you to can't see. get enough of. Can't like, you love of. to see it. Like, <laughs> ooh, love man. I'm just like, yeah. They did it. Um, I like like I like musicals, but I also like stories that are about music. Um, I guess that kind of like intertwining of art forms. So like I said, I like musicals. I also like biopics. Like I will watch Notorious every time it's on TV. Yes. Not the Hitchcock film from 1947. LOL. Um, the Biggie biopic. And it's another like cheesy, campy film where people are just like, oh, wasn't that great? Like, no, I love Notorious. Um, and I love documentaries about singers. You know, like yes. or Nina. dead artist. Did you see the Nina? Yes, one? of course. Yes. What happened, Miss Simone? That was a really that's top ten yes. documentary. The Amy Winehouse documentary. Ooh, you got to be prepared for that one. I haven't seen that one. Yeah, yet. just if you was already crying that day, don't watch it. Okay, <laughs> like, but yeah. Then the Whitney Houston documentary, the one I believe that was on Stars or Showtime. Let me be me. That was a good one. Really? The one that released summer eight twenty eighteen. I think it was just called Whitney or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That one really exploited her pain and her drug addiction and was kind of a dark film. But I cried my eyes out at the end of it because they put freaking I Have Nothing at the end of the film. Like, they knew they was going to make me cry when oh they made gosh. that movie. Um, but yeah, films that, like, incorporate music are what I definitely flock to. Like, I, I do enjoy documentary and stuff, biopics about dead people. That also <laughs> made me think about um, Unsung. Um on TV. Oh, yeah. I've, I've watched a few episodes of my dad. Yeah. I haven't kept up in a while. They've actually done more recent episodes that are not about dead people, so that's oh, cool. okay. It's not as tragic okay, these good. days. <laughs> but, yeah, Unsung is, is a good one. Good. Uh, yeah, I really like that. Um, I like that series. I never watched it where they were alive. Mm. Yeah, no, there are, there are a few cried. living people. I always cry. Heartbreaking. I like, <laughs> the Phyllis Hyman. I don't have cable now. God. <laughs> no, I think they. I think they be putting them on YouTube, Probably. or it's on Netflix. It's it's accessible. You can find. I think I saw an unsung episode on Facebook one time. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> interesting. I'll have to watch now. I got to add this to my list. <laughs> um. Our engineer left us. Right. Um, so when this happens, so we're just, we have more time. Yeah. So, what's up, girl? What you? What you well, <laughs> what I'm you a doing Scorpio. today? <laughs> really? I, yeah, I yeah. am. Um, I just came from yoga. I went to yoga to the people. Yeah, I've, I've told you about that. Yes, but you did. I, I, I went told to you, like, yoga the wrong works. location. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought it was. I thought it was the one I went to a few weeks ago, but I went to yoga oh, works. Goodness. How is that? 
Yeah. Where's that one located? Like they Lower have different Manhattan? locations. Yeah, I'm sure oh, they, they have do? a full, oh. a few locations. But I typically go to St. Mark's Place as the first one I ever like yeah. found. Um, it's drop in donation based. You just put yeah. your money in the box. They raise their suggested donation from ten dollars to twelve dollars. I still only be giving like one oh. if I give any. But anyway, it's reparations because it's all white people there. So. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you pop in and you have you could bring your own mat. I don't like traveling with my mat because I like to go to YTTP if there's a day that I'm going to be in Manhattan. Okay. I'm like, okay, let me pop out to yoga first and then go to 38th Street to Gotham Podcast Studio. Yeah. Or, you know, if I have a meeting out here, if I got to be somewhere near 14th Street, near St. Mark's, just pop over to yoga first. Um, it, they're hour long classes. Some of them are like hour and a half. And it's really just a simple, straightforward vinyasa flow with the instructor like telling you what to do aloud. Like, let's start in a child's pose. Okay. Now up on your hands and knees, tabletop position and downward dog. Yeah. Chaturanga. I hate well, downward you would, dog. You would, yeah, um, you go to yeah. high plank and then maybe chaturanga. Yeah. Because you're already on all fours. You can't jump up. <laughs> yeah. Well, some, sometimes they'll send you into um, downward dog right after child's pose. But mm. um, yeah, yeah. And I've been, I first went to YTTP like two years ago um, and been going on and off. I try to be consistent over the summertime when I have more free time and go once a week. But once I'm in class, it's like, it's not that simple. The last time I went, though, was in January. Okay. So I ain't been slacking that much. And then I, I do yoga at home. I do okay, these like so- 20, 30 minute flows oh, that I wow. find on YouTube. Mm-hmm. You're on it then. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying. That was actually the location I was going to go to when I took my first yoga class a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And then I was late. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to go to this uh, <laughs> yoga works place. It's like right down the street. Um, and mm-hmm. that was cool. Like they provided a mat. It was free for the first class. Oh, cool. But the first class was a level two. <laughs> Dang girl. And it was no, my first time so- doing yoga. So YTTP is always dropping and their power of vinyasa flow, unless stated otherwise, is always a very general flow. Okay. So it's the idea is yoga to the people, kind of like power to the people. Yeah. But um, it's for all levels, all ages, all bodies. You just pop in, grab your mat, and okay. then there's just like anything that people could do. And they're not necessarily even teaching you these poses, like a really intensive yoga class. Like they're just talking you through the flow. Yeah. And yeah, you get an hour long vinyasa flow. And yeah, it's pretty great. Interesting. Okay, so we just got the cue. Um, okay, so that's interesting. We'll definitely like keep in touch with like your yoga workouts, your film, <laughs> uh, your latest projects. We'll be sure to like drop your links. Yeah, but there... of course, say it again. And yeah, I was website, say, do I your... give any closing remarks? Of yes, course, yes, yes. Your Instagram, mm-hmm. Eventbrite. Okay. Your website, me. <laughs> LinkedIn, all of that. Okay, mm-hmm. so I am Kiara Armani, aka Kiarmani. You can find me on Instagram, Kiarmani, K E A R M O N I E. That is also my website, Kiarmani.com. And a lot of my info is on there, my poetry as well as my filmmaking, and a great way to contact me. Um, on Instagram is also a good way to contact me and keep up. I have my Insta story highlights so you can see like upcoming shows, upcoming events and like stuff about my hair and like cute pictures of me all of that and my short film information regarding my short film the short film is the nail salon about one young black woman's internal struggle to do the right thing after a racist incident occurs at the nail salon in her neighborhood (laughs) (laughs) and that is at nail salon film on instagram we are having our first official big fundraiser event which is a panel event featuring black nail salon owners in brooklyn 
on Friday, March 27th. Again, follow Nail Salon Film for all of that. At Nail Salon Film, at Nail Salon Film, at Nail Salon Film. And that is my biggest priority right now as far as upcoming projects is just at Nail Salon Film. Yes. So, yeah, I'm Kia Armani and I'm a filmmaker and among <laughs> other things. Yeah, that was a great pitch. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, I'm practicing, but yeah, thank you so much for having me. I thank cannot wait until the episode airs and I can listen to myself speak again. Lol. Yeah, and also, you know, tell people to listen. Oh yeah, well. just yeah. let me know when it airs mm-hmm. and like yeah, and send me your little graphic. Yes, and I'll you know I get busy with my Insta story, so I definitely will let people know. Thank okay. you. Yes. And you want to say your personal or just our? Oh, um, Chasman underscore shield. Oh, you can promote. That's so jazz. Oh, you yes. You again on there. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> and side personal project, that's so jazz.com. Um, I could link that as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. But our Instagram is get into this pod. We are also on Facebook. Same name, get into this pod. Um, you know, so please listen, rate us five stars, like our post on Instagram. Share the link in our bio. Right. Uh huh. We on SoundCloud and Apple Podcast app. You know, so tell your friends, tell your cousins, tell your mama, like tell everybody, tell the random dude on the on the train. We got a podcast that people should listen to. So Oh, also announcement time. Just to quickly wrap it up, get into this pod is also sponsoring (laughs) the nail salon panel event. So they will be present. They will be um, promoting their podcast and hopefully gaining some more guests. Yes. Yes. Check us out with Kiarmani or Kiarmani on March 27th. Just in case you didn't hear earlier, March 27th at Cherry Tree Bar in Brooklyn. Yes. And get your nails done. (laughs) (laughs) But yes. So bye. Bye.